What's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And what's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And this is it's Bitches, bitches and, and Murders. murders. Oh, we were had we had it. Oh. We had it. <laughs> and then you said murder slower than I anticipated. I was trying to stay in time with you and it didn't. It didn't. It just didn't. <laughs> <sighs> Can you just like take one of our old recordings from when we were in person and just splice that into every episode honestly i might start yeah <laughs> like how i splice um like the intro music in every time i'm about to start doing that dude once i get the mix board set up it has buttons that i can put like custom stuff on so i can just put our intro just like hit a little button and it'll be like doo 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 <laughs> or whatever our intro music is. It's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> I can fucking tell you that. <laughs> uh, so I would like to formally apologize because um, when you guys are going to hear this, it's going to be a little bit later than we usually do. Um, we were supposed to record a couple days ago, uh, but I am a psychopath. <laughs> um, and my parents came in for my birthday and I also got scheduled to work that whole weekend. Um, so I worked Thursday night and then my parents flew in Friday morning and I got like an hour of sleep. Um, and then we went and got barbecue at like this super sketch looking hole in the wall barbecue place. And that's how you know it's fucking delicious. Um <laughs> And then went to like a couple of the historical sites around here. And then I worked Friday night. And then Saturday morning, we all went and got tattoos and then went to St. Augustine. Um, and then I worked Saturday night. And then Sunday morning. You're a literal psychopath. I know. <laughs> Sunday morning, we went and got brunch. Um, and then hung out at the beach until my parents had to leave for the airport. So... From, like, Thursday to Sunday, I think I got, like, maybe, maybe two or three hours of sleep. No wonder we were both such a mess. Yeah, and then we were supposed to record Sunday afternoon, but, like, the time came. And, like, thank God Morgan had something come up because I was like, if we record right now, I'm I'm not it's well, not gonna be quality <laughs> and it was so fucking stupid too because it wasn't even like i like did anything it was like so i i recorded at my mom's house now because she has like an office i can use upstairs and our neighbors were like they were kids and they were having a pool party and they were like blaring music like there was no way to like <laughs> avoid it being like loud as fuck and i wasn't trying to have little uzi <laughs> why did i say it like that little uzi my brain is still <laughs> melted i am not a person uh, like blaring in the background of our entire episode. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, thankfully we rescheduled, and then I slept for like eighteen hours, and it was great. Um, do you want to know how I survived that whole weekend? How did you survive the whole weekend? Um, so we have started using this product called Magic Mind. Oh yeah, I fucking um, love that shit. Oh my god. It so <laughs> that is literally the only thing that got me through the weekend. And like we started using it um 
And the effects like build up as you use it more. So like you get like 60% on day one and then like 80% on day two. And then by the time like day three rolls around, you're getting the full effects of the product. Um, And I, so like if you're new here, I am a ER veterinary nurse um, and I work the overnight shift because fuck days, (laughs) not like day shift. I like the people on day shift. Um, I just don't like working days because um, I hate people (laughs) and I deal with less people on overnights. Um, But I usually end up working like 14 to 16 hour shifts because it's emergency and, you know, shit happens. Um, And on an average night, I'll usually drink like two Red Bulls and like maybe two like two um, Mountain Dews. And then, like, a cup of coffee or two, depending on, like, how I'm feeling that night. Um, Since I've started using Magic Mind, I use, like, one Magic Mind, which is literally, like, what, a two-ounce shot, if that. Yeah, they're, like, really small. They kind of remind me of, like, five-hour energies if five-hour energies were, like, just Organic and healthy. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I made it through, like, a 16-hour shift on one Magic Mind and one cup of coffee. Which is a huge difference from the disgusting amount of caffeine that I was drinking. I know. I'm really excited. I had like really good, like, I don't know. I feel like so I'm I have really bad ADHD and I take uh hello Ritalin to function <laughs> uh as a human being. <laughs> um, but it makes me like really jittery. Uh and yeah. I don't like taking it very much because it makes me feel like I've drank like so much coffee but at the same time i'll be like tired so i'm like also chugging red bull like the demon that i am uh (laughs) but i felt like it made me feel so much less like jittery like i feel like i already i'm already on like shit that keeps me awake so usually Mm -hmm. like i can i can stay awake decent but like i just feel so gross and it's so refreshing to not feel so icky for a while Well, and and that's one of the nice things that I noticed, too, and that is partially to do with one of the main active ingredients, which is L-theanine. So for anybody who doesn't know, L-theanine is – it's kind of like a – I think it's like an amino acid, if I remember correctly. Um, But basically, what it does is instead of, like (sighs) – blocking your receptors so caffeine doesn't actually give you energy it blocks your um atp receptor in your brain um and that receptor is what makes you feel tired and so that's why like you crash really hard after your coffee wears off because like it blocked the receptor then it wears off and then that receptor is now kind of hyperactive to make up for the fact that it was blocked and then you just get that super bad like caffeine crash so l-theanine binds with the caffeine molecules and actually prevents the full blocking of the receptors so it makes you feel less jittery um it kind of helps with like if you're somebody who gets super anxious it can kind of help you feel less anxious when you drink caffeine um i definitely notice the less jitters and the less crashing um because i i definitely get super jittery with how much caffeine i drink um which is not super great when you're working emergency and critical care because i need to not be jittery right when Um, you're trying to like poke animals and do (laughs) surgery um but the the not crashing was the thing that i super appreciated because like there's definitely a lull at about 5 a.m where like all of my caffeine has worn off and like shit has stopped hitting the fan at work and i'm just like i feel it like i start feeling super groggy and i feel super gross and i'm like Ugh. um 
But with Magic Mind, like I wasn't feeling that. It was just kind of like I started feeling a little bit tired and then I would drink a cup of coffee and be good. So that was super great. Um, I don't know. Like, have you noticed anything different? I feel like I'm, I did. I really want to try it. So I just recently, literally like a day ago, uh, found out that I'm no longer supposed to drink caffeine. Um, So I actually have some more coming. Uh, Yes, I'm not okay. Um, (laughs) So I'm really excited to see too, like what it does without the added caffeine as well. And like, Mm kind of see, you know, give it a couple days and see what that does for me too. Because if it works, I would love I mean, I've been trying to quit caffeine for a million and a half years. And I, I can't. I can't, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't do I it. I feel like we have this conversation all the time. I know. Like, I literally, I'm not going to lie to you. I caved and I've been so good and I haven't drank caffeine for like two days and I drank half a Red Bull right before this, literally just because my migraine was so bad from not drinking caffeine. Oh no. So that's what I'm the most interested to see is if it'll like offset that yeah. caffeine headache, uh, which I will absolutely update you guys on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. So I, you guys can tell we totally stand behind this product. It like we would not put our names behind something if we like one hundred percent didn't believe in it. Um, and like we've said, we've tried it ourselves and we absolutely love it. Um, so if you kind of want to hop on this little magic mind bandwagon with us, um, there is a discount code, and we'll put the link for the website in the description of this as well as on our beacons page. Um, but just in case you want to do it while you're thinking about it, because I am totally ADHD and I hear like podcasts do promos and then I'm like I want to look into that and I totally forget about it um, so the website that you want is www.magicmind.co slash BAM I'll say that again it is www.magicmind.co slash BAM and with our discount code you can either get off your first subscription or 20% off your one-time purchase because you can get either one. You can either do like one-time purchase or you can do like a monthly subscription and just keep getting it shipped to your house, which is super nice. Um, But either way, our discount code is BAM20. So just our initials, BAM, and then the number 20. I'm excited to hear what everybody else thinks about it. The only thing I will warn you is that it, it so it doesn't taste bad at all. Mm-hmm. Like it really didn't bother me. Um, but it does have a very like greensy taste. Like if you've ever had like a green smoothie, mm-hmm. um, or something like that. Like it, that's kind of the taste it reminds yeah. me of. Um, just to warn you, it doesn't have any like fake flavoring or no, like it's... artificial stuff in it. So like it does have a very greensy taste. But honestly. The first day, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is my favorite thing in the world, but like, it's fine because it's so small that it's, you know, not a big deal. Uh, Mm. If you can take a shot of tequila, you can take this just fine. (laughs) Let me tell you. Um, But by the second day, it was fine. Yeah. It has a very like matcha taste to it. Um, Yes. Like, yeah. And we have like a drink fridge at work and we have like sparkling water flavors. So I was mixing it with um, our passion fruit flavored water, and that was working out super well for me. 
Um, oh, that sounds really good, actually. Yeah, I should have done that. What the hell? Super good. Um, I mean, there were some days where, like, we were doing grounds and I just didn't have time. So I was just like, screw it. I'm shooting it. Um, but if I had, like, had time, I was mixing it with, like, a sparkling water and that was working out really well for me. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Before we spend, like, 20 minutes talking about this. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. we're. T- I t- yeah. It's hard not to ramble. Okay, guys. You guys know how we get with our tangents. It's um, just because we like each other, okay? <laughs> well, that and, like, I think the fact that we can keep going on about this kind of proves that, like, we're not just plugging some product because they told us to. Like, we genuinely love this product. and like, Right. It's not like a, please buy Magic right. Mind. You will like it. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. Go to the website, use our discount code. If you use it, um, mention us in like an Instagram post or a Twitter, a Twitter, a tweet. A Um, Twitter? (laughs) Wow, what am I, like 60? Um, Tweet about it, add us, let us know what you think. I would love to hear how it works for you guys. Yes, please. Um, I do have one bit of housekeeping before I get into the murdery bits. Um, so this episode is brought to us by our newest Patreon, Patreon, pa- patron, uh, patron, patron. I think it's why patron. do we? Why can we never get this right? Anyway, our newest <laughs> subscriber to Patreon, um, Billy, aka I'm gonna slaughter your username. I'm so sorry, uh, Sia Tabiri. Billy. We're going to yeah, stick that's with a lot. Billy. Um, so he is our newest Patreon subscriber. So thank you so much for the support. We love you very much. Um, and he is the one that suggested this case. So you can thank him because it's a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so ready. All right. So today we are going to talk about Rita Gluzman. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> she was born in... Soviet Ukraine in 1948, so I don't have a specific birth date because Soviet Ukraine is not super great about records. Yeah, I was like, that's not surprising. (laughs) Um, And little fun fact, both of her parents were Holocaust survivors, so, you know, good on them. Um, When Rita was 10, she was raped by a police officer. Um, Sorry, we're just really getting into it (laughs) real fast. Um, just full sale. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I did not even give a warning or anything. We're just going for it. Um, but yeah, when she was 10, she was raped by a police officer and she tried to go to her mom about it. And her mom was like, you cannot tell anyone. Which like Soviet. Great parents. I mean, I get it, but yeah. top notch parenting. <laughs> um, shortly after this happened, her father was sent to an internment camp. Uh so she's, you know, not having the best childhood ever. Um, and when Rita was 11, her mother just kind of like up and abandoned her and her younger sister for like two years. Um, so they survived just kind of like leaning on each other, um, picking through garbage, eating handouts from like the neighbors. Uh, so, yeah, her, her childhood was a little on the rough side. Just a little bit. A little bit. Um, in 1969, she got married to, I've looked up the pronunciation so many times and I'm so sorry, um, Yaakov 
Gloosman. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. And in 1971, they got pregnant. Super exciting. Uh, which led to her kind of becoming an activist. So. In 1971, she launched a public campaign to pressure the Soviet government to allow her and her husband to immigrate to Israel with her. Um, Her father had already, like, previously submitted an appeal for the whole family to immigrate, and it took it 15 years for it to get approved. Um, But it didn't include his husband. Yeah. What Um, the fuck? But yeah, since it was 15 years ago... It didn't include her husband because, you know, she wasn't married because she was like five. <laughs> so um, she ended up deciding to leave with because she was pregnant. So she was like, I'm not staying here. Um, so she decided to leave with the hopes that her husband would be able to follow suit later. Um, she filed multiple appeals and they were all denied. So she ended up immigrating to the United States on a visa sponsored by Congressman Jack Kemp. Um, and this is where her, her activism kind of gets super big. So she ends up kind of speaking across the U S about the issues going on, um, in Soviet Ukraine. And she actually went on an 18 day hunger strike to garner interest in her case. Um, and she gave multiple interviews and advocated for people to petition the Russian ambassador to release her husband. Um, and some honorable mentions that signed her petition were George H.W. Bush, uh, Secretary General Hugh Thant, and Canadian Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau. Holy shit. That's some, uh, yes. some top-notch fucking, well, I don't know about top-notch, but important <laughs> people. Yeah, some, some big names that she got on there. Um, so eventually her appeal was granted and Yaakov and Rita moved to the United States with their son in 1977. Yaakov fucking did the damn thing. He became a well-known molecular biologist with a focus on cancer research. Damn, we doing some big fucking things. Yeah, he he's doing it. Um, then Rita ran an electronics company that she co-founded with her husband. So they're they're doing pretty good for them. Yeah, I was like, I feel very inferior right now, but it's fine. Well, you know, the American dream was a little bit easier in the 1970s than it is yeah. now. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> um, so, you know, this all sounds really happy, doesn't it? You know, it started off rough, but, you know, her appeal went through. She immigrated to America with her husband. They're both very successful in their respective fields. We're doing good. Life is good. About to fuck your day up. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it's going to be going good for very long. That's not usually why we're here. So there were a lot of conflicting reports. Um, some said that Yaakov was physically abusive. Some said that Rita was physically and emotionally abusive. Either way, they were not in a good relationship by 1995. Um, so much so, in fact, that in 1995... Yaakov moved out of their New Jersey home into an apartment across the river in New York and filed for divorce. Well, I mean, at least he got the fuck out of there. It sounds like they were really toxic together. Yeah. Um, In the divorce, he cited excessive spending habits as part of his grounds for divorce, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, 
Like how how excessive does your spending have to be for it to be like notable in divorce paperwork? I don't know. I mean, I guess I get that. Like, I mean, if she was, if someone's out gambling or just like has a shopping addiction and it's just like spending all the money as soon as you bring it in, like I'd want to fucking divorce him too. Yeah, fair. Um, so after he filed for divorce, he also started dating an Israeli woman. How exciting. Um, <laughs> how exciting. So strangely enough, Rita did not super appreciate this at all at all um which i guess is valid you know she put in a lot of work to get her husband out of the ukraine and then he turns around and files for divorce and starts dating an israeli woman so you know valid however yeah i get it not a reason to do what you did (laughs) and what she did (laughs) i was like uh, what did she do (laughs) Um, in 1996, she enlisted the help of her cousin. I'm so sorry, uh, Vladimir Zelenin. I don't know why, but for a second, I thought you were gonna say she enlisted him in the military. <laughs> she was just like, "Yep, you're going." I was um, like, "Damn, that's sneaky as fuck." <laughs> but yeah, she got her cousin Vladimir to help kill her husband. Well, no one does it quite like family, I suppose. Yeah, um, he wasn't, like, super stoked about this idea, um, and at the time, he was granted political asylum, but not full citizenship, um, so in exchange for helping, she promised that she would help him with his immigration, um, and then, like, gave him a job at her company and helped him get a car and a house to kind of help, you know, establish citizenship, get him in on a work visa as opposed to political asylum, Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Right. Like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of a thing. Yeah, you know, you murder my husband, I'll help you immigrate. (laughs) As one does. Totally a fair trade. Totally normal. No way that this could possibly go wrong. (laughs) Oh, no, it all went wrong. Uh, Who could have guessed? (laughs) So on April 6th, of 1996 Rita and Vladimir went to Yaakov's apartment and waited for him uh he came home from work at around 11 30 p.m and when he came through the door they jumped him and beat him with various tools uh huh? until he died Jesus uh and then oh wow I must have been really tired because I gave up on Vladimir and just wrote Vlad <laughs> <laughs> uh Vladimir dismembered Yaakov's body into 65 pieces. That's a lot of pieces. Yeah. Um, And Rita told him to dump the pieces in the river. And while he did that, she stayed behind and cleaned the apartment. I I guess that's one way to do it. (laughs) Uh, So... In one of the, like, most fortunate, unfortunate strokes of luck, uh, police were just happening, like, happened to patrol. Want to try again? Yes, please. I think I just had a stroke. (laughs) Um, Police happened to be patrolling the area. There we go. So while Vlad was dumping the bags into the river, the police noticed him and they were like, hey, what you doing? 
And then they looked and saw that there was a ton of trash bags and blood all over Vlad's hands, and they arrested him. Why is it always the people who hire someone to kill somebody <laughs> that it like always ends up being like the stupidest fucking shit? Oh my like, god, I what know. is like oh my god, there's this I don't I could never find this case again. I I don't know what case it is, but I remember there was this fucking case that I watched on this show, true crime show. And this lady, like, hired someone to kill her husband. But they, like that, they ended up doing it together. Which, like, why'd you even hire someone to kill your husband if you were just going to help them with it, first of all? Uh, seems kind of pointless. You could have just done it yourself at that point. Uh, <laughs> right. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. But they, so they went to a store, took his body to a storage locker, put him in a barrel, alive, and then poured acid on top of him, trying to, de- like, dissolve his body, uh, but ended up poisoning themselves. Because turns like out I'm... when you're in an enclosed space, uh, those fumes are toxic. Very toxic. It's strange how that works out. I'm just like, why is it always the people who are doing it together that are fucking dumb as shit? Like, literally always. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I think there was a bug in my coffee and I think I just swallowed it. No! I'm, bleh. okay, we're moving on. Anyway, um, so yeah he gets arrested uh he confessed to the whole plan and threw rita straight under the fucking bus i am not surprised straight under it and was very quickly like struck a plea deal was like hey if you if you if you give me you know a lighter sentence i'll just i'll rat this bitch out hard the right like i will tell you everything right um and they were cool with that so vladimir testified that rita bought the murder weapon which which included a hammer a saw a crowbar um yeah just like like, y'all don't even have that many hands (laughs) um and she also bought the garbage bags before the murder Rookie fucking mistakes, honestly. <laughs> Great. Uh, he then pled guilty to second degree murder and interstate domestic violence, resulting in a death. Um, and so in May of 1997, he was sentenced to 22 years in prison and was released in 2015. Uh, as far as we know, he's kept a pretty low profile in New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Rita, this is going somewhere else. <laughs> no, I. That's all I've got for Vlad. He's just, you know, he's just li- a guy living he's in life. New Jersey, keeping a super low profile. Has a Josie boy. Anybody since? <laughs> Allegedly, as far as we know. As far as we know, maybe he got better at it. I don't know. Um, and then Rita stood trial in January of 1997. And she was found guilty, strangely enough. Uh, And she was the first woman to be convicted under the 1994 Federal Domestic Violence Act. So for anybody who doesn't know what that is, um, in 1994, they pushed this through. And it's an act that recognized domestic violence as a national crime and made it prosecutable under federal jurisdiction. I didn't think I was going to make it through prosecutable. Not going to lie to you. I heard the hesitation. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of a big deal. So both of them were prosecuted under this act. 
but she was the first woman to be convicted under it. Um, if we've, had, I feel like we've had a lot of cases like that of like people who are like the first to get convicted under some big new law. Yeah. So this was actually a pretty big deal because the language in the act kind of geared it towards, you know, prosecuting men against domestic violence towards women because you know it's the nineteen nineties. Uh, we haven't fully accepted that men can be victims too. Hell, it's 2022 and we still have not really accepted that men can be victims too. Fucking right. <clears throat> Looking at you, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Uh, so this was like a really big deal and that actually changed the language in the act to include violence towards men. Oh, well, I'm glad they made that change. That's important. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a pretty big deal. It's like the only good thing that came out of this case. <laughs> um, so she was in prison from, you know, 97 until July of 2020. Uh, she was granted a compassionate release due to Parkinson's disease, as well as complications from having a stroke. Uh, the conditions of her release were that she has to live with her sister she can't leave home except for a doctor's appointments, court, education, or other approved activities. Uh, and she also has to wear a GPS monitoring device at all times. Can you imagine being that old with that many health problems and still having to wear a tether at all times? Oh my god, right? Because she's, what, 1948 minus 2020? Or vice versa? <laughs> this is also a total aside as well. Um but I played a scrimmage with these random people at a softball field the other day um, because we were doing batting practice and they were just like, hey, do you want to play with us? And we're like, uh, I guess. Uh, but one of the guys was playing with an ankle monitor on. <laughs> he was like up to bat. And my friend was like, is he wearing a tether right now? And I happened to like look over. and I was like, yes, he fucking is. That checks so, out for Jackson. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Which, I mean, good for him. At least he can get out of the house and, like, play games and, like, do shit. I just, like, I wasn't expecting to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, she's she's not granted that same leniency. She is 74. and can... She's not playing softball anytime soon. Well, you know, <laughs> Parkinson's will do that to you. But also, she's 74 and literally cannot leave her sister's house. <laughs> so. I feel like I would... I mean, I obviously it would be better to be in a house than it would be to be in a prison, uh, but that sounds kind of excruciating. Like I, I feel it, like the cabin fever I would get would be insane. Well, that and I think it depends on the relationship you have with your family member, because like that's very true. I can't imagine that her sister's like super stoked about having a fucking murderer in her house. But um, at the same time, I feel like I mean, her sister probably had to volunteer. Like, I feel like it, that's not something that they could, like, randomly assign. Like, that's I feel like the sister true. always had the chance to be like, no. Uh, I mean, yes and no. It's kind of a cultural thing, too, because, like, Slavic cultures are super into, like, you take care of your family, so. That's true. I forgot for a second that we were in Russia. That well, definitely. Well, not Russia, but, like, we're Soviet We're in Texas, Union. but it's oh. still Slavic. Like, they're still Slavic. They're from the Ukraine. Right, the the culture. Yeah. Look, the, the culture was Soviet Union. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's fucking Texas. Who who knows? Some weird shit happens down in Texas, so So yeah. 
that's uh that's that that was actually a super easy case it was really fun not really but like yeah i expected a lot more twists and turns yeah it was like kind of nice to have a very straightforward case like i was just like oh okay this and you know this happened and this happened and this happened and then we're done right there's not philosophizing for 20 minutes on what might have happened or 87 twists and turns nobody's stealing former president's guns and shooting people with them and it's just normal for once don't you worry my next one's gonna fuck your day up oh good Uh, i feel like mine's a little spicy as well i would expect nothing less from you (laughs) Uh, so yeah that's uh the very not twisty turny story of rita gluzman <laughs> and her cousin vlad <laughs> and her cousin vlad <laughs> uh, so yeah stay spooky but not so spooky that stay spooky but not so spooky <laughs> that you file for divorce after you know <laughs> Your wife went on an 18-day hunger strike to get you to to approve your immigration status. Yeah. Stay spooky, but not so spooky. Okay. I got it. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that if you are going to hire someone to kill someone, that you help them with it. Because first of all, (laughs) two people can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Um, Did you just quote fucking Pretty Little Liars at me? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and second of all, why are you hiring someone if you're just going to help? You could have just done it yourself. Like the whole point of hiring someone is so you're not connected to it. So you have an alibi and you stay away from it. If you're just going to do it, then just do it. I mean, don't do it. Do not do it. Do not. This is not me endorsing <laughs> you killing anyone. Please do not ever do that. But it just. This is stupid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you get caught tossing fucking garbage bags full of body parts into the river. I'm just judging myself for the amount of times I've had to put the caveat in the warning to not murder people. <laughs> Well, that'll happen when we have a true crime podcast. I know me like midway through my rant being like, wait, I'm literally telling people how to be a better killer. Let's stop. Like, don't, don't, <laughs> stop. Don't take our advice. <laughs> oh my God. Why? So anyways, follow us on all of the things. Yep, all of our links are in our beacon page, including our new one for Magic Mind. Our Instagram, Twitter, all of the things. Too many things to remember at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Websites for different victims that we've covered. Merch store. All of the things. They're all on the beacons page. You guys Everything you could ever want. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. uh, Stay spooky. (laughs) But not this spooky. Not this spooky. <laughs>